Welcome to another Beyond Camp mini pod with Cassie and Rachel. Today's topic that we're going to dive into is livable wages. And it seems fitting because I was scrolling through the Summer Camp Pros Facebook group today and uh, there was some good discussion about that. So uh, we're going to share our thoughts and would be curious to hear you. Welcome to Beyond Camp, a podcast for summer camp directors and leaders by Go Camp Pro. Beyond Camp explores the intersection of camp and the rest of our lives. Camp professionals know that all aspects of our lives affect our camp experience. And Beyond Camp is here to dive into the messy, brave, and joyous conversations that surround that fact. Check out our show notes at gocamp.pro slash beyondcamp. So Cassie, why do we care about livable wages? We care because they we need to be able to have a, a life. We need to be able to do the things we want to do and balance that with our work and feel valued for our work too, I think. Yeah. And I think ultimately we care because we want to stay in camping. We want to be able to work in camping. Um, You know, that's our passion. People always say to me, oh, you know, what are you going to do post pandemic? And, you know, I love my job. Don't get me wrong. And I'll say, but my heart is in camping. I won't be shy Mm -hmm. about that. Um, But to be honest, and I've spoken to some other younger camp pros about this or other camp pros. I don't think there's necessarily like an age bracket around this um, who've left camping um, during the pandemic as a result of the circumstances of the world. And they found other jobs. And maybe this now means that they get to spend their summers with their partner or they don't have to live on site anymore or they're getting paid more money. And they say, you know, it might be hard for me to go back to camping. And I, I kind of get that, to be fair. I totally get that. I'm experiencing it right now. I I won't get my summers back with this job, but like I get to go home at night. Mm -hmm. I can cook my own food. I choose what I want to eat. (laughs) Doesn't get selected for me. I have, if I so do it, the space to make choices of what I do on my days off and I'm not restricted by a distance I have to drive to get somewhere Mm -hmm. because I live so far away from where I might want to go. Yeah, it really changes your quality of life. Um, yes. You know, I was thinking about how last summer I took a barbecuing because I finally had the chance to because I wasn't at camp. And I was like, oh, well, this is neat. Um, and it allows me to like have a bit more of a social life as well, I think. But I think that the coming back to the sort of our point here, because we want to try and be as succinct as possible, is that livable wages allow you to create that balance. Yes, that's it. We, if we can have a better balance, if we know that we can create that balance with the funds that come into our pocket every month. Yeah. And I think when we talk about livable wages, there's sort of two different areas and I think they're both equally important. Um, and I think right now we're speaking about like full-time or salaried um, mm-hmm. positions, whereas I think others are speaking more towards the like uh, to seasonal jobs that both deserve livable wages, but we are both in a yeah. stage of our life where we're considering uh, more full-time and salaried work. And I think a big piece that comes with this is when we talk about livable wages is that folks need to post their salaries on their job postings. Please, please do that. <laughs> if you hear one thing today, please, it makes, it helps people make decisions about, is this where I want to be? Can I do this? Is Am I going to find out after dedicating three, four hours to this interview process potentially to find out that the wage they're offering doesn't suit the life I need or have? 
Yeah. And to be honest, there have been jobs where I've been like, oh, wow, I'd love to do that. But then I have no idea what that role looks like within that organization. Is this like a middle manager role? Is this an executive level role? Is this an entry level role in terms of how much they're going to pay? And they don't say because like the term camp director is a broad term that means a whole lot of different things in different organizations. Um, Because it means everything from a seasonal staff member to an executive director. Exactly. And camps use so many terms so fluidly that it just doesn't you never know what you're going to get. And you can read a job description, but sometimes job descriptions aren't enough. Yeah. I don't want to waste anybody's time, my time or the interviewers. um, If I am not actually interested in that job. And if they're looking for an entry level position, like just make that clear because then you'll save the time, like everybody's time of somebody who's been doing this for 15 years, who's looking for a new job. And something that I really want to address here is that livable wages are also really important um, because they help shrink that pay gap because it's real. We all know it's real. There's lots of science and lots of stats to back this up. And the pay gap exists for women and also for people of color. It does. And I feel like, especially as women, we undervalue ourselves when it comes to the finances. So we never ask for what we actually should be asking for. Absolutely. Um, And when we talk about livable wages as well, it's like asking for what you're worth. That all leads into retention. And Cassie, you brought this up. And I think that that's so important is that when we pay people what they're worth, we're able to keep good people for longer. So true. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we always have like a a 10 minute banter before we actually start doing anything, (laughs) any recordings, but yeah. If we can retain our people, our camps will have more success long-term, will drive legacy, will drive retention of campers, will have better staff retention. But we need them to have a livable wage to retain them. Otherwise, they're going to go look for something else that maybe offers those two things. Yeah. And so when we talk about people leaving because of the pandemic, we want to invite them back. But if they found a job that pays better it's going to be hard to ask them to come back and sure it might, we might take pay cuts because we get to live on site and because our food is prepared for us and because we care about the project. But at some point there comes a hard line that people have to draw. And if they can't support themselves, they're not going to stick around. And we could potentially lose an entire generation of camp pros who can't come back to camping because they can't afford it anymore. Exactly. Especially in this day and age right now where we're at, like Mm -hmm. we've got a pandemic happening what the really? economy is like, I don't know, up, down, left, right? Like things are shifting at a rate that we can't keep up with. And we need to make sure that we're valuing our people and honoring them. And let's also understand about the incredible privilege that it is to be able to work for less money. And I don't yes. think that we understand that enough. But if you had your education paid for and you don't have student loans, it's much easier to take a job that requires that or that has a lower salary range. If you have a spouse or a partner um, who is making more money, then you have the privilege to be able to take a job that doesn't pay as well. Um, there's so many things that factor in here and we, re- we need to address that privilege and how that, how that plays into all of this. Yeah. I think that just should be noted from like an employer standard as well. Consider all those things that are in that invisible backpack of that potential employee when they're mm. coming in especially for younger folks who, who maybe have that incurred student debt, mm-hmm. new car loans, like whatever that might be. 
or just having to pay to rent. Like, do you only get to live on site? If you're an overnight facility, are you only living on site when there's groups there? Great. Well, now that person has to find a place to live. Is it going to be affordable on the salary that you're paying them? Um, Because if it's not, what are they going to do? It's a privilege to be able to live with parents in the off season if that's your situation or to bunk in with a friend. Um, But not everybody has that privilege available to them. And shelter is a human right. People need somewhere to live and livable wages help them find those places. Yeah. And it's a basic need on Maslow's hierarchy, right? We need, we need to get, make sure our people have that base level before we can even think about growing them and improving them as humans. Mm -hmm. Something else that always irks me is that people are like, well, if you work for a nonprofit, you do it because you love it. And so we shouldn't have to pay you as much. And don't get me wrong, working for nonprofits because you love them is incredible and they're mission driven and people are excited about the product they're delivering. And I think that that Mm -hmm. is an incredible thing. And there's a lot of stats to prove that millennials especially feel really strongly about working for something that has a cause. Um, And how wonderful is that for nonprofits to have an entire generation of people that want to work for something they believe in? Like, let's harness that and let's jump on that. But let's stop devaluing employees because we're nonprofits who don't have to pay them as much because they should just love what they do. Yeah, that is. And I will say I've done a bunch of research on Gen Z lately, and that is Gen Z's actually want to see that cause be worked towards and an outcome, but they will fight for a better wage more than a millennial will. They are driven by finances and competition. So like, look at this generation coming up in camping. They're 24 and under right now. That's our our front line and our middle managers in camping. Mm -hmm. We need to consider that. That's a great point. And I hadn't actually, I didn't actually know that about Gen Z. So that's wonderful to know. And I think it's also important to note that not all nonprofits fall into this category by any means. There are lots of great nonprofits out there who are are paying um, their staff what they're worth. Because the other thing is that when you have staff who are incredible and you're able to pay them what they're worth, they'll stick around going back to that retention piece, which means that your end product ends up better. Um, And Mm -hmm. I mean, we know there's lots of uh, systemic factors at play in terms of how nonprofits get funding which is probably a whole other podcast episode or season or show. So we won't dive into that too much, but I feel very strongly that folks who work for nonprofits should be paid. So you have the best possible people working to further your cause. And I 100% agree. Just, I don't think there's any other words for that. Yeah, so I think we'll probably wrap there. Um, I think we've covered all of our points. We just feel really strongly that folks deserve to be paid what they're worth. Um, And folks, if you're hiring people out there, please, please, please put your salaries on your job postings. You know exactly how much you've budgeted to pay somebody. So put that on there. Even if it's there's like a small range in there, that's fine. But put it on there. You've budgeted it. You know exactly how much you can afford to pay somebody. So thanks for listening, folks, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Beyond Camp is a part of Go Camp Pro and the Go Camp Pro Podcast Network. Find a podcast for camp professionals of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.